Blog Talk Radio. Talented player, but 
wasn't he with Houston at one point and and just couldn't just had a lot of problems and then he goes and and plays a little basketball elsewhere and now he's going to be back in the D League but he's a talented player. He is a talented player and you know he he deals with uh, I think it's it's a, it's uh anxiety I think of flying or I, I think right. it's something like that I'm not pretty sure to be quoted on this. But, um, yeah, he is a good bat. He's a big body. He's a big body that can move and that can score. That was the big thing for him kind of coming out of Iowa City. He could score. He could dribble. He can he can handle the ball. He can move on his – he can move well with his feet, which a lot of big men can't do. And he did a really he did a really good job of coming out of Iowa State. In Houston, he had a rocky patch with everything that was going on. Then he got a second chance when Sam Hankey came over here to fill up the 76ers. And then he was here with the Sixers, and then the Sixers cut him, and then he was out of basketball for a while, and now he's back in the league. So you know, you just hope things go well for him. You know, he's a he's a he's a. It seems all damn. Even though you, if you follow him on Twitter and everything, he just seems like a very great and good, humble person. So you just wish the best, and hopefully that his his career can get better, and he can work his way back up to the NBA. And Giovanni was rather sickening when uh, when he first came out that he had this fear of flying, a lot of cheap shots taken at him. I, I really mm-hmm. felt sorry for him because, you know, that's a serious situation. I mean, does anybody realize that John Madden would never get on an airplane? They had the Madden Cruiser, the bus, uh, maybe the greatest analyst ever in any sport, John Madden, and uh, the football analyst. And, uh, you know, he had a fear of flying, and, and I, I'm not sure – there aren't many people that don't have a fear of flying. Uh, Royce White's fear is just magnified. So it's a very tough situation for him, and, and I really I really feel for him. And, and I hope he can make it and he can overcome that fear. And, and let's face it, it's not fun flying for anybody, but especially if you have a fear of it. Uh, definitely, and I didn't even, and I didn't even know that that happened to that that was that was the case for John Madden when he was always in the cruiser. I didn't even know that, so you just brought something to my attention. And that's the funny part of the thing. A lot of people don't know that. And what I also think what it came to, I think because since we live in this new world of new media, new technology, social media, when one thing gets out, then it's blown up to a whole other aspect, and then you can actually get in direct contact with the athletes so you can tweet them and say whatever kind of cheap shots you want at them. And back in Madden's time, he didn't have that. You know, he didn't have the new media what we have today and you know he didn't have and he you know he didn't have that now Royce Wright had to go Royce White had to go through the same thing but now you got new media and they're just taking shots at him through Twitter and this and everything and he takes the high road in all of his tweets which is very mature of an athlete to do yeah absolutely and you love to see that and uh, we wish Royce White all the best he's going with a pretty big good team Arena Bighorns mm-hmm. who've got some talent and can win some games. And I think that's important, you know, in the D-League. If somebody joins the D-League late in the season like Royce White has done, uh, you want them to really join a team that's really talented, everything, not right. not where they're looking for a guy to go in and pick up the pieces and kind of mm-hmm. be a star. They, you look for more of a guy to blend in, I think, Jovan. Yeah, definitely. And I, you're right. You bring up a good, you bring a great point is that he's coming into a situation in Reno where they're playing tremendous basketball. They picked up Suni out of games in the middle of the middle part of the season 
and you know they've been rolling ever since. And, you know he's going to he's going to step into a Reno team where they're probably not going to ask him to do too much. You know he just went to play a role, and that would be different if he went to a team like the '87ers or the Airy Bayhawks. You know if he had went to one of those teams, he would have been asked to do a lot and play a major role. But in Reno, he won't have to play a major role, which could probably help him rehabilitate his career. Jovan, who do you think uh, right now is the best team in the D-League, in your opinion? And and I'll second that part of that question with saying, who do you think is going to win the championship, which not always is the best team. Um, And uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, fight in the playoffs, I think, literally a fight uh, to who wins the championship. But who, in your opinion, uh, is the best team in the D League, and who do you right now, and who do you think will win the title? The best team in the D League, uh, in my opinion, is the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, and I like Rio Grande Valley the Vipers. Yeah, I like them. The, I, I think they are the best team right now, and I just think because of their offense, their their offense is at a frenetic pace. I mean. The way they can score points is just ridiculous. Any any given night, they can put up 160 points, which is really unheard of how sick they can really score the basket. And I think any team that has – I think for a team, if you're playing them, you at least got to hold them to 120. 120 is manageable. If they get up to the 130s, 140s, 150s, then you're in trouble and you won't be able to win a ball game. Now the second that question, the second part of your question, who do I think win the title? That's tough because I think Reno and and and, and Rio Grande Valley, I think they are both two great teams. So uh, I haven't seen Reno play this year, so I can't really make a can't really make a judgment on them. Yeah, I had to sit and watch them play. I haven't really watched them play, so I can't make a judgment on them. So I'm going to go with Rio Grande Valley because of their offense. Their offense is very high scoring, very high pace. They shoot the ball. They shoot the three well. They just get out and run. They play like the mini Houston Rockets. Well, you know, Jovan, I I agree with you right now. Rio Grande Valley is the best team. And I think the team uh, that's going to win the championship is down there uh, and plays at the same practice facility that a team that's struggling until they beat the Blazers in Portland on Monday night, I like the L.A. Defenders. Uh, I like mm. that team. I think they got balance. I think they've got confidence. And I think that when push comes to shove, they might get on a roll in the playoffs. So I kind of like the L.A. Defenders. Oh, that's a I like good the one. name. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. I, the, yeah, the Defenders, they definitely have The Defenders definitely have been playing well. Of having playing well at late, I think they sweep. They swept the. Uh, they just swept the eighty seveners, and you know Manny Harris. They do have the number one player on the prospect watch list, and Manny Harris, and they have Sean Williams and Terrence Williams and C.J. Williams and James Sutherland. I mean, they got a whole bunch of shooters and scorers on that team. And they play defense pretty well, and you know they once the defenders get on a roll, they're good. And if they stay healthy and get on a roll, and they have if they have Manny Harris, the Michigan Mamba leading the charge, then I don't think, then I think they could be a possible title contender. And I think they need a couple more Williams on that team and maybe a starting five of Williams, uh, and they really could cut it. But, you know, every time I've seen the defenders uh, play, uh, they another thing I like about them, Jovan, is 
you know, they, they don't win every game, and they, they sometimes get blown out a little bit. But on the other hand, uh-huh. when they play a close game, you know, nine out of ten times that I've seen it, they're going to win the game, which I think is really important. I mean, when you can win tight games, uh, that really says something right there. Yeah, definitely, because when, when you get into the playoffs, you know you're going to have to win those tight games. Nothing is going to be a blowout. If you get a blowout, you're going to be you're going to be lucky, but you're, it's not it's not going to happen like that. So you know this uh, you're you're going to have to play those tight games because the teams that can win the tight games, not always the teams that can win in a blowout. Teams winning a blowout, that's okay. But if but if you but if it comes down to the teams that know how to play in the pressurized situations, they know how to make the right play at the right times, not the stupid mistakes and the stupid play at the end of you costing you a game and possibly a championship. So those pressurized games where you got to play those pressurized moments can help you down the line when it is that time to be in that situation if you do make it to a to a championship game. Absolutely. I totally agree with that, what you just said. I, you know, we're not always going to agree, but what you just said, I absolutely agree. Um, you know, let's go on. Let's talk a little bit about the comments uh, that were made within the past uh, week or so. Mark Cuban uh, suggested if players are really intent on playing in the NBA, uh, the better road to go is playing in the D League as compared uh-huh. to college. Uh, my personal uh-huh. opinion about that is I think it, they ought to be able to go right into the NBA out of high school, but if you do start college, then you have to stay there two years uh, if right. you're a player. And, and then, of course, Larry Brown, uh, you know, very talented Hall of Fame coach down at SMU having a great year, refute, refuted it, and he said he didn't really think there's a lot of great coaching going on in the D-League, which I totally disagree with. I think the D-League's got really talented coaches and guys that are going to coach someday uh, in the NBA. So what are your thoughts on those two guys kind of butting heads over the D-League? Well, get on, Mark Cuban. I agree with Cuban with that. If players, and I agree with your statement, if players, if they want to come out of high school and want to go take that chance in the NBA, go do it. But if you want to go into college, you can't come out after your first year. Stay at least two years. Get some form kind of a, my opinion, if you're going to stay two years and if you make them stay two years, make them get a better grasp of an education because you can't play basketball forever. So you need to have at least a better grasp of education. And also you get to learn how to become a better basketball player, not leaving after one and done or I'm a first year, I'm a one-year player, so I'm not really going to go to class and this, that, and the third. No, you're going to stay two years. You're going to learn how to become a basketball player. You're going to learn how to become a better citizen. You're going to learn how to become a better student in the classroom. That's number one, and I agree with you on that point. Staying for two years and cute, and if you want to come out, sure, come out after come out after your high school. I have no problem with that. Now, Larry Brown's statement, I think he's a little off kilter with that because he just he just rebuilt the SMU program that was horrible. And if he looks at what the NBA D League stands for. It's the NBA Development League. Keyword in that keyword in there development, and that's and that's the thing with Larry Brown. It's the it's the word development. And I had a tweet, <laughs> excuse me, I had a tweet earlier today talking about this, and the Iowa Energy actually tweeted me back about something like this. It was really interesting what they said. Um, if I can find it, if it's still around, they might have deleted it. 
I saw one of the original tweets about somebody put up Larry Brown's comments, but I actually didn't see your uh, return uh, tweet that from the Iowa Energy, one of the better teams in the D League, and 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 a pretty good franchise in the D League. I'm sure they weren't real happy with Larry Brown, uh, oh, but yeah. it, it it's interesting. Okay, do you have it there, Jovan? Yeah, it was um it was from Chris it was from Chris Mark Makris, the general manager of the Iowa Energy. And okay. he tweeted the Larry Brown comment saying, you know, the D League coaches don't teach guys how to play. Might be the most ignorant, arrogant quote in B ball circles this year. That's what their their general manager tweeted and somebody responded and I was in this, was involved in the tw- in the tweet too and the, I think the GM deleted the tweet somehow. He deleted the tweet somehow, but I remember he was saying how his coach, their coaches on Iowa, they teach, they develop their players. You know, basically like coming back at Larry Brown's comment saying, well, in our what we do at our organization, we teach players, we develop, we do all those type of things. So that's what the general basis of his quote was. Yeah, yeah, very good. Jovan, hey, uh, let's talk a little bit about the, our eastwesthoops.blogspot.com website. Uh, we, we've kind of just got it going. Uh, we're going to have a lot more content on it as we go along, but uh, we're, we're right in the height of basketball season. Uh, we've got March Madness just around the corner. Uh, we got the NBA, you know, running to the end there in the middle of April. We got the D League. We got the NBA draft. So we've really got to have everything covered on that site and plenty of March Madness things. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely plenty. Plenty of March Madness things. I mean, the first day we started off, we had a, a piece about who represent the NBA, the e, who represent the East in the NBA Finals. Then we had some, then we had, then we had some NCAA college. Then we had some NCAA basketball news and notes from you, which was really good. Talking about Jahai Carson and him coming out in the NBA coming out for the NBA draft. There's then a guy that Javon that stayed for the second year. Uh, you know, he's probably going to be better off because of it. He played – he could have come out last year and probably been drafted, but I think he's mm-hmm. going to be middle first round to late first round. I don't believe second round for Jahi Carson. Oh, me either. He's too much. He's too much. He's too much of a star. He's a little guy, but he can get to the basket really quick. Um, other stories that we had on the site – let me see. Other stories we had on the site – we had the we had the our the first edition of our town talking about Portland Oregon basketball, which was really good. Broken broke down Portland State and the univer and the University of Portland broke down them two teams as March Madness comes to comes to fruition. We also got a little hist historical teaching talking about Wilt Chamberlain and his great hundred point games. And who would have knew a couple of days later LeBron James scored sixty one against the yeah. Charlotte Bobcats? That would have happened. And then we had and Your then Doug we McDermott had, story. Yeah, exactly. We had a piece about Doug McDermott and he could he leave Creighton to and who if he could leave Creighton to an NCAA tournament and could he leave him to a Final Four. But so far so good on the site. We're doing really well. If you if you know people want to keep on reading, you know, you can check it out at East West at eastwesthoops.blogspot.com. You can follow Follow us on Twitter at East West Hoops. Like the Facebook page, Alfred Crawford East West Hoops. Like the Facebook page. Follow on Twitter. You know, we got people 
in b-ball circles people that i know in b-ball circles that have, that have basketball sites they really enjoy what we have there they really like it you know we even got some feedback on the twitter where people responding back to our articles and stuff so it's really good it's really picking up steam and hopefully we're going to keep on bringing some great stuff because you know as greg said the nba as greg said the nba uh the NBA D-League is coming down to the final stretch. They're going to the playoffs. The NBA is coming down to the final stretch. About to have the NBA draft lottery soon. And March Madness is going, is getting ready as we have conference tournaments going on all over the place. The Patriot League just started and the West Coast Conference is about to start. So it's going to, this is just going to be a fun month. Can't wait to keep on seeing where this takes us. Yeah, I think it's going to take us to some new heights because we're really dedicated to making it good. We want it to be unique. We want to differentiate ourselves from uh, mm-hmm. other uh, people, and so uh, we really want to want to take it to to the next level. And we're just not using terminology there. We really want to do right. it. We want to build it up where we have readers commenting, interactive, all kinds of stuff. So uh, it'll take us a little while. You know, nothing happens overnight, but uh, we're off to a pretty good start. You're going to see a lot of content go up there. Uh, in the next three or four days. Uh, I'm going to have a big story tomorrow that I'm going to write, Jovan, on who I think uh, is somebody that no one's talking about, National Coach of the Year in the NCAA basketball. So that's going to be kind of exciting. And we got to we got to fill in our D-League, and I know you're probably going to write something pretty soon uh, on the R-Town section about Philly basketball. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely going to have some art talent stuff. I'm thinking about doing a piece on Royce White and what he can bring to the Reno Bighorns. Probably I'm thinking of something about that. He's a, a little, little, he's, an inter- he's an interesting character, so probably do a little, get a, probably get our first D-League piece of about Royce White joining the Reno Bighorns. I think I'm going to do that. And, you know, Jovan, I think what's going to be interesting about our site, the Alfred Crawford East-West Hoops, uh, which you can follow at eastwesthoops.blogspot.com, is we're going to have short items. We're going to have maybe items that take you uh, uh, maybe 30 seconds to read, uh, but we're also going to have in-depth features that are going to take you a long time to read and have a lot of content and information. So we're really going to mix this up. Uh, we might even bring in the guru, Jovan, uh, Richard Lucas, the greatest center in Oregon since Blair Rasmussen, and he might—he likes to write a north-south column. So uh, he's going to be a little contradictory to us in there, but why not, right? We might as well put him in there. Yeah, why not? You know, it's always good. It's just, it just adds another great—that just adds another great feature to the site—a north—a north-south, a north-south column on the east one, the east-west hoops, you know. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's something good. I'm, you know, it's been really exciting just doing this and just hearing all the good stuff for getting back in response. People texting me saying, "I really, I really like what y'all got going on. I think y'all got a, I think y'all guys got a great niche, especially with the D League. I think that's really great. So we've just been getting, we've just been hearing some great, some great things about it. It's really, you know, and it's just going, to, it's just going to take off from here. I have no, I have no doubts that it's just going to get bigger from here. It's got to get bigger, and it will get bigger. And, Jovan, I wanted to ask you, uh, I posed the question on there. I know this is a D-League show, but it's all about basketball, too. Uh, I posed the question, um, you know, who is the greatest player ever to play in the NBA? Uh, You know, and that stirs a lot of controversy, even though most people say Magic, or not Magic, what am I thinking, Michael. 
I say magic. I mean, because really, uh, he's the only guy in a, in a closeout game to play all five positions. Uh, he won, won five championships. Uh, he made players better. And I like him over Michael Jordan by just a nose as the greatest player of all time in the NBA. What's your opinion on that? Uh, the greatest basketball player to ever play the game. Uh, that's hard because I wasn't I wasn't around to see Magic play. I only saw a little bit of Jordan play. I didn't see Wilt play. I heard about Wilt. I heard about Bill play, Bill Russell play. I heard about Bob Cousy playing. I heard about even George Mikan playing back in the mini nap and back when he back for the mini And Larry Bird too is another. Oh one. yeah, and Larry. So I mean, this is a lot of players you know that came before my time that I haven't heard of, but that I've studied and read up on. So it's kind of hard for me to say because I can go Wilt, but then you know, there's you can if you say Wilt, you can go with Bill. If you say Bill, you can go with somebody else. You can go Elgin Baylor. You can go Oscar Robinson. I mean, yeah. the list just goes on and on. You can go Kobe. You can go LeBron. You can go Allen Iverson. I mean, it's tough. And you got to throw another guy in there that nobody got to see of the younger generation, Tiny Archibald. That oh, guy yeah, was tremendous. Definitely. I think the average 20 assists over a two-year period. I mean, that's phenomenal. Definitely, he 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 led the he led the way in the game for for little men in basketball. I mean, think about it. If there was no if there was no tiny if there was no tiny Archibald, then would there be Spud Webb? Would there be Muggsy Bogues? Would there be a Nate Robinson? Would there be an Allen Iverson? We don't know these things because he led the way for the little man in basketball. Sure, sure, very good. Well, um, Giovanna, we're probably going to wrap up here pretty soon. Next week we'll have our D-League Players of the Week, Coach of the Week, Power Rangers. of the Week. Oh, go ahead, fire away. <laughs> my Player of the Week, I, it might sound a little homerish again, but my Player of the Week goes to <laughs> Delaware 87ers guard Vander Blue. Oh, my Blue. gosh, here we go. <laughs> I give it to Vander Blue because this guy has – Bounced around since the since the draft this summer. He's traveled basically about fifteen thousand miles in his whole career, so in his short NBA career, and he's and he's robbed himself from not even being on the prospect list to being number ten. So tonight, I actually checked out tonight, and he was actually number four on the NBA D League prospect list. He's averaging about twenty, about eighteen to twenty points a game. I'm thinking about this off the top of my head right now. Last week he had a 36-point game, then a 47-point game afterwards. So, you know, he's playing well, playing good basketball. I know the 87ers have been just bringing some great players. The first time we did this, it was Tiny Gallon, and now it's, now it's Vanderbilt. I think that's going to be the only 87ers I'll be calling out for the last time we'll be doing this show for Players of the Week. I hope so. But that's well, my player very good. we we got to get you out of that, that tri-state area or whatever they call that back there that you live in, Philadelphia and New Jersey, New York, what the heck, you know, Mid Atlantic. Uh, we got to get you out of there. We got to get a we got to get a D League Player of the Week from on the West Coast. You know, it is the East West hoops, and this is a big rivalry between Jovan and I because that rivalry, Jovan, it started and it's intense still. When Portland upset Philadelphia in the 1977 NBA championships, you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take us out tonight, Jovan, and and, and uh, 
Once again, eastwesthoops.blogspot.com, eastwesthoops.blogspot.com. We want your feedback. We want your comments. If you don't agree with something we wrote, we want that. But Javon is the senior editor. I'm the uh, managing editor. You can follow me at uh, uh, WC Hoops, or you can follow us at East West Hoops, and then on Twitter. And then, Javon, your your Twitter account is JavonAlford10, correct? Yeah, Twitter is just Javon10. So. <laughs> Javon10. Okay, take us out. All right, as Greg said, make sure you check out the East West. Check out eastwesthoops.blog. Your latest news, features, scores, everything, because if you didn't know if you have a scoreboard on the side, too, check that out for the latest news, scores, features on everything in the NBA, college basketball, and NBA D-Week, and NBA draft with that coming up very well. We'll have a lot of stuff. Keep your eyes tuned to the NBA as the playoffs are professionally approaching. Keep your eyes on the D-League yet. The playoff seasons are still not settled yet. A lot of movement still happening in D-League. And also pay attention to March Madness. There's a lot of bulk. There's a lot of And there's a lot of conference tournaments that are just starting up this week. So a lot of tickets will be punched. And a lot of Cinderella stories could be made very soon in college basketball. But this is Jovan Alfred here with Greg Crawford. We'd like to thank you all for tuning in tonight. And be prepared for some more stories coming out tomorrow and the rest of the weekend for the whole time this site is running. So for everybody, have a good night and stay safe. And we'll be back same time, same place next week. Good night.